Hello, and welcome to the Workplace Experience Podcast, proudly brought to you by Workplace Services Australia, your leading workplace strategy, change management, workplace culture, and workplace services partner. My name is Bly Williams. I'm a senior flexible working strategist and flexible workplace culture expert at Workplace Services Australia. This is the ninth episode of the Workplace Experience Podcast. Today we'll be talking about physical distancing requirements. We need to emphasise here that your requirements around physical distancing in Australia are set and changed predominantly by your state or territory government, plus public health COVID safe plans and the guidance provided by the National COVID-19 Coordination Commission and Safe Work Australia. Physical distancing is the same as social distancing. It might be time to tell a funny story here. I was in a bar one Saturday afternoon and this woman came up and she said to me, do you mind if I take a seat? I said, no problems. And she said, I'm on a Tinder date that's gone really bad. And I said, well, maybe you should have implemented 1.5 metres social distancing. And she responded, well, that information would have been handy about five minutes ago. And we had a laugh and we moved on. However, it might be time to get back to the program. We are encouraging our clients to design and communicate their social distancing physical requirements to meet the peak of the pandemic regulations implemented by government. This is to ensure that the experiences of having mass employees working from home for extended periods or part of your workplace deemed unusable during these peak periods of risk are now eliminated. We will discuss the limits that government has placed on enclosed spaces, such as one person for every four square metres. Each of the specific areas need to be assessed individually. So workstation clusters, meeting rooms, collaborative spaces, breakout spaces. We also need to keep in mind the 1.5 metre separation between people in the workplace and to a lesser extent, the gathering sizes, though important for organisations when considering running town halls or periodic team meetings. Remember, there is a duty of care under the health and safety laws to manage physical distancing. Each organisation should implement a risk management plan. Your assessment of physical distancing we recommend should be set at the highest level of expectation, that is the requirements at the peak of the pandemic. And your risk management plan should not be a static document. It should be reviewed regularly to identify new or changing risks that may result in changes to employee safety as a consequence of the change of the pandemic risk. Now this should not be limited to further outbreaks, but it should also consider things such as employee experiences of customer or peer aggression, high workload demands and the consequences from that activity or consequences of working in isolation. Remember, there are people who love to work in isolation and have been training for this inadvertently for most of their life. So, the events of the last 12 months are not new for them and actually they feel more comfortable with it. However, there is the other part of the working community, the people who thrive on interaction, interaction with people from their work 
or their customers or their friends. These people have really had some challenges in the last 12 months. Your risk assessment needs to identify the risk, assess that risk and determine the control measures that will control that risk. Consultation with key stakeholders is essential in the development and maintaining these risk assessments. In shared spaces such as receptions, breakout spaces, floor markings remind people of their 1.5 metre social distancing requirements and this is critical. Remember, advert reminders create new personal habits. It often takes some time to create these new personal habits. Since a COVID outbreak, where possible, contactless deliveries are encouraged and limiting the number of people from your organisation to their exposure of these third parties in very confined spaces is key. No matter if it's deliveries or engaging with people from outside your team, there may be time limits that your organisation may wish to implement as a part of your risk management plan. Let's say 15 minutes. Let's not forget PPE. Face masks should also be considered to be either optional or compulsory, depending on if it is an internal meeting, includes external stakeholders, or at what stage of the pandemic cycle we're at. Consideration also needs to be given to the flow of people in your primary and secondary circulation space. Any changes to the workplace must ensure compliance with safe distance of travel under the fire provisions of the National Building Code of Australia. Ensure waiting spaces for lifts and breakout areas are clearly marked, reminding people of their social distancing requirements in cases during peak periods where they may need to wait. Your physical distancing must also consider limitations on lift capacity and the impact of getting people onto their necessary floors. Your risk assessment may need to consider staggering the times that employees start at work to be able to spread the load of the vertical transportation. You may need to work with your building management that certain lifts can only service certain floors or that the use of the fire escapes for foot traffic between floors is opened up, but remembering that you can't breach fire safety regulations by leaving the fire doors open. If using the fire escapes to travel between floors is a new practice for your organisation, it would be recommended to check with your workers' compensation insurer to make sure that this will not affect your coverage. Your risk assessment also needs to include a review of physical distancing and other practices like washing or sanitisation options that are readily available in the end of trip facilities. These shared high traffic areas need to have strict control measures to ensure safety of all occupants. They need to be discussed and agreed between the stakeholders. Physical distancing in end of trip may also require only every seven, may require only every second locker to be used or every second hand basin, as an example, plus a requirement for bookings in advance to limit the number of users during peak times 
or base building restricting the number of badge swipes during these peak periods. Where a workplace uses an Agile or ABW model, consider if the control measure does not need to provide adequate comfort to some employees that can opt out and return to having a permanent desk. It is up to the organisation to set and where possible agree with the stakeholders on the parameters on this particular issue. This specifically applies to vulnerable employees, ones who can be overstimulated and in periods of significant change are really challenged. The organisation also needs to consider its policy in regards to the sharing of keyboards, mouses and headsets. The first two are optional in terms of either a zero sharing policy or a policy around the cleaning of these peripherals. Headsets, however, a zero sharing policy should always apply. There should be provision for cleaning and disinfecting of wipes as a minimum for employees to self-service, no matter if a day cleaner is provided by the employer or not. The employees should be trained on how to use these chemicals should they wish to self-disinfect or clean the various settings within the workplace. We also need to consider the physical distancing and control measures for work trips where there will be more than one person in a motor vehicle at any one time. The duration of the trip and the size of the vehicle needs to be considered and also if there is a requirement for PPE to be worn on that trip. So I think we can all see from this episode that when we're dealing with compliance on social distancing, there are so many different settings in the workplace that need to be critically analysed and a solution provided. It can be your workstations, your meeting spaces, your reception, your end of trip facilities, or trips in corporate cars for business purposes. So now that we are at the end of this episode, I would like to make reference to our sources to create this episode. We would like to thank the people at Safe Work Australia from the National COVID-19 Coordination Commission and the various state and territory government websites with their public health COVID-19 safe plans and notifications. So on that note, thank you for joining us for episode nine. Please see the show notes below and leave us your feedback or subscribe. The way it is today, Thursday, the 4th of March, 2021. This has been the Workplace Experience Podcast, episode nine. I'm Bly Williams. Thanks for joining us. The Workplace Experience Podcast has been brought to you by Workplace Services Australia. Please visit us at www.wsagroup.com.au.